Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to Breaking Down Bad Books, a podcast analyzing trashy bestsellers from a literary perspective. And today we have a very special episode with a very special guest reading a very terrible book. Today's guest is my favorite podcaster. He's the creator of Afterthought Media, which I've been a listener to for years, and the host of Drag Race Recap. Please welcome Joe Batance. Hi, Joe. I am not Joe. <laughs> I am coronavirus. <laughs> You're the coronavirus. Joe's not here. I ate Joe. <laughs> <laughs> so, Joe, thank you for coming on. You've clearly read read the book we're about to read. Yeah. And how did you find it? I don't know if this is some sort of Australian thing or something, but uh, when you say, how did you find it? Does that mean like, how did I come across the book or what did I think of it? What did you think of it? It's horrible. And I, horrible. the point where you were saying like early, people should know before he was like, well, I'm, I'm going to read select passages from it. And, uh, and um, you know, I'm going to, I'm like, you wrote this book. Why are you pretending like you didn't write this book? You own <laughs> no, I did not write this book. So some deranged person named MJ Edwards uh, wrote this book. So it's called Kissing the Coronavirus. Yeah. And it's all about a scientist who is trying to cure the coronavirus, but then falls in love with the virus instead. Mm-hmm. And you, when you were reading it, I think you messaged me saying, is this for real? And yeah. I don't know. What do you think? Like, is this a, a parody or is it serious? I don't know. Can I, this is going to sound very uh, self-serving or whatnot, but there was um, a book I was, it was a novel I was working on, but in the novel, the, the lead character had written a, a very bad book. Mm. Okay? Called like, um, I can't even remember what it was called. It was called something like, um, uh, I'm not even joking, like uh, Vampire Robot Hitler versus the Teen Kennedys or something like that. Oh, and cool. yeah, it was. Well, so then to 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 be very, you know, writery, I wrote like the first 20 pages of this book mm-hmm. intentionally, which is so funny because it, I was writing it to be bad so that I could pull clips from it in the novel. And I was like, this book is actually really good. I got like in a trashy, like, what the fuck is this way? I was like, I would actually read the fuck out of this book. It was like Hitler's head had been chopped off and they shot into space and someone had found it and turned it into a robot. And he was a vampire or something like that. And then the teen Kennedys, which was the young, the Kent, John F. Kennedy and his family, but they were teenagers were trying to like stop him and they had superpowers. And I was like, I would kind of read the fuck out of this book. So going it's back, it's a better to this, plot than this one already. Well, go, going back to this is there's a part of me was like, was this person intentionally writing it? I mean, it is so stupid. It's so stupid, and it's 
poorly written as well. Like it's not just that the plot the plot is crazy. It's mm-hmm. the, no, she writes like, oh, he breathed breathily. Like I hate that. Okay, well, here's my question. How did you how did you find the book? And I mean in an American way. How did you come across the okay. book? Okay, so I have a Patreon for Breaking Down Bad Books where we've been covering shitty books. And one of the patrons messaged saying, have you read Kissing the Coronavirus? And I said, no, what's that? But then I looked it up and I read it and I was like, oh, this would be a good like bonus episode. Because generally I do like chapter by chapter. But this okay. is just like one chapter. Perfect. Okay. So here, I didn't know that. But here's my question is, because I know there's a whole world out there. What I don't know if you know about this or whatnot, are people who they use basically not, I don't think this is robotic. I think a person wrote this. But there are people who use computer and AI to like essentially take Wikipedia articles. Mm-hmm. And compile them into books and then sell them. So like 50 haunted places in the US, right? And then they sell it. And, but now they don't make, they don't sell a lot, but they, they write so many of these books that in total, it makes them a lot of money. If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. And I'm wondering if this, because this book is so short, if this guy is just cranking out shitty 12 page books that he, that he or she sells, I don't know if MJ is a man or woman or how they identify if they're selling like just a sh- have you looked up other books by mj richardson or whatever this was the debut novel apparently oh. and self-published on amazon so i think they've done like three kissing the coronaviruses now like a few sequels oh they have but i've okay. only read this one i think it's a brilliant troll i'm not even joking it's so yeah. bad. it is so, it's bad. so bad. It in five minutes it's so bad. It's yeah. So if you're listening to this and you haven't read it yet, it's 16 pages long. So just pause and go read it. Let's get into it. So we start with Dr. Alexa Ashington Ford, which is the worst character name I've ever read. Which I believe supports. I don't know if you subscribe to this theory that it's on purpose. Yeah, I think. Oh, I don't know. I, I don't. I really don't know. Okay. It really keeps me guessing from you, page to page. Is this thing you're doing? Like, you're, I don't know. We should find nothing. Or you really don't know. I think, like, it maybe started seriously and then it turned into a troll, maybe. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I, I don't know. You're, but you're convinced. Uh, I shouldn't say convinced, but I lean towards it. Yeah, I lean towards it. So she's, so Dr. Alexa Ashingtonford, she's holding a test tube with a pale bubbling liquid inside, which is meant to be the virus. Now, I don't, I'm not an immunologist. Do you know if the virus is a liquid form? I work at a very high level of the government, at least the (laughs) US government. And I don't know if I can comment, but I will say no. I lean towards no too, but she's yeah. holding this test tube of bubbling liquid. It's airborne. It's not like. Exactly. Oh, by the way, exactly. I know nothing about medicine. I don't, no one should ever take what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. I think we've lived with the virus long enough to know that it is, it's, it's not a liquid form, mm-hmm. but you know, so she's holding this test tube and she says she's feeling a rush from holding it like a pulsating erect penis desperate to unleash its devastation on anyone who touched it. Mm-hmm. Now that's quite powerful. That's quite powerful, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she tells us it gives us, uh, gives her a tickle in her knickers. Mm-hmm. So already she's setting up that she's got this attraction does to a sample of the virus. Her, does she say tickle in her knickers? Tickle in her knickers. Yeah. Oh, so this person's not an American. Okay. I think 
she's from Surrey in okay. England. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's set in America. Okay. So, yeah. Um, and then she's she just starts rubbing her breasts while holding this test tube. And she mm-hmm. says her nipples are hardening like a Tic Tac. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if my nipples have ever gone as hard as a Tic Tac, um, but it's it's quite quite a good simile. Nice little metaphor there. Wait, hold on for a second, because this is your show and I'm a guest. And I don't want to come shit on your show. Shit on me. No, well. But, but how... How dirty do you get on the show? Uh, we can we can get well. It's it's content driven. So if the book's dirty, we we go dirty with it. Oh, this this show's dirty. This is this is dirty. This is dirty. Are you one of these gays that likes your nipples twisted and rubbed and stuff like that? <sighs> Not really. I sort of have like one shy one, and like so one will be hard and the other one won't. And mm-hmm. so then if I transfer over to the other nipple, then the other nipple goes flat. Yeah, I, I don't have super sensitive nipples i will say i feel that is a sort of trope of like 90s gay porn i don't feel you really see it anymore are you really seeing now the guy the top fucking the bottom and he's like oh and rubbing his own nipples yeah no you don't see that very often at all no but i would say in the 90s early 2000s it was all the time to the point where i was like because that's not a thing for me like if somebody does it it won't bother me but like I'm not longing for it, you know? Yeah. So I was like, and I, now, by the way, my old, my former best friend did like it. Okay. Okay. Uh, he did like it, but, um, but I almost wonder, I'll be honest with you. I even wonder if that is some sort of weird, cause, okay. You know how there's things that you don't like about yourself or other people. And then that becomes a fetish. Like for yes. instance, people used to, um, make fun of me and uh because i have large earlobes larger than average earlobes in fact there Mm -hmm. were these three crows they would sing jazzy songs about me on a on an electric wire okay i got offended right i'm not gonna get into it it was a very difficult time in my life but i will say i have this weird fetish where like like i like people that i'm having sex with to somehow like kiss or suck on or play with my earlobes what about like just yanking on the lobe yanking on it uh wow. like taking a spray can and doing graffiti on it and like a- <laughs> i had sex with banksy once and oh, yeah. i have some art on there it's my one of my earlobes is worth 40 million dollars but what i'm trying to tell you is my friend that i was talking about he was very self-conscious about his nipples because he had like those fried egg nipples oh, with yeah. really large areolas. Yeah. And he was very sensitive about it, but yet he loved his nipples twisted. Mm. There's something in there, Joe. I think you're onto something. Yeah, 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 yeah. How did we get on this? Uh, well, her nipples hardened like a tic-tac. So that's where we went. She then starts to masturbate with the test tube. So she shakes it all up. So the bubbling creamy liquid sloshed against the inside of the tube. And then a shock of electricity coursed through her veins, eventually stopping as it reached her vagina. Any thoughts on that? No, but I will say when I was reading this, I thought it was going to go in the direction that she was going to somehow be affected. She was going to be the sort of like Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde of this all. Yeah, it's a bit of a twist. I was wondering if MJ was thinking the same thing too. Yes, because I thought she's just going to start shoving the test tube up her vagina. And we don't really go that whole direction. She gets interrupted shortly. So she pulls down her lab pants. And I'm not sure what lab pants are. 
what is that just pants that you wear in I'm a lab? A, I feel I, that's I'm assuming it is. I'm assuming mm. she's dressed like I think this person thinks like I feel like scientists wear like the lab coat, but I don't know if there's a whole uniform. Like lab pants. She says a lot in this. She's like, oh, I'm just doing sciencey things in the lab. Like she has no fucking clue that no research happened when she wrote this book. When you go to the doctor's office, what are the, like here in the U.S., the women that work, it's usually women who work in a doctor's office doing like reception stuff. And I'm always laughing because even the person who's just making the appointments and stuff like that, she's wearing like hospital scrubs. And <laughs> yeah. stuff like You're doing nothing that you need scrubs, but okay, right? Yeah, yeah. It's the same thing in Australia too? Yeah, but it's like a dressier scrub, like a scrub with a collar, but oh, it's still no. scrubs. No, they do like the women here, like they'll have like, cutie pie like it'll be like a bunch of teddy bears on it but that's just the top scrub and it we the stereotype here is always that for some reason filipinos are always nurses okay and then mexican girls are always working in reception so it's always a girl like you know esmeralda and she's like you have an appointment today for like 2 p.m can you do you have insurance can you fill this out and so did, did you have the same thing there in Australia? Is it like... Well, you've you've watched Drag Race Down Under. You know we're not the most diverse country, so no. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's, all, it's, so it's all just people. Okay. Uh, okay, sorry. So she then... Okay, I don't know if this metaphor works, but she says she pulled her panties to the side, her pussy so wet that the lace glided across her skin like a fat man on a water slide. And there's a lot of metaphors like that, and I don't know where she came up with them. Well, what's funny, it, uh, I do want to talk about this, because as a fat man, I that was not accurate. It didn't I ring true? Like, well, no, because I feel fat people on a water slide, you know, the water, you, your skin gets stuck a lot easier. There's more surface area for mm-hmm. it to like get stuck. I think fat people struggle on a water slide. They don't go down faster. Right. Yeah, I don't know where <laughs> she, she got that idea from. Yeah, she just thought it was a funny image in her head. And I want to go back to what you asked me earlier. I want to go back to the lab coat. Yep. She just so needed to have this test tube in her vagina that she pulled it right there. Have you, now you've worked in an office and I want you to be Mm -hmm. honest. We're having a private conversation here. Sure. Yeah. So so feel free to be, you know, honest. Yeah. Have you ever been at work and just been so you needed to get at it that you did it right there? No. Um, I mean, well, wor- working from home was a blessing for for a lot of reasons during the pandemic, but no, never in the office. Yeah, okay, I'll tell you this. I haven't worked in an office since I was 25, so two mm-hmm. years. But um, when I was working in an office, there were a couple of times where something happened. I don't remember. I, I mean, I'm being honest. I would tell you. I don't remember what, but where I had to go to the restroom and tcb okay take care of it okay i've never done it in the office okay but there were a couple of times where something happened who knows what where i had to go to the right now i don't know if anything like that has ever happened to you you, because you know when you're younger it just the urge comes over you oh yeah Uh, like i always used to get boners on the bus to school for some Mm -hmm. reason just every morning boner on the bus didn't take care of it but you know The urges, they do come. Yeah, they do come. Um, so then we have her getting interrupted by Dr. Gertley Chund, which mm-hmm. is another ridiculous name. Now, mm-hmm. she tells us that Dr. Gertley Chund isn't her usual type, but she's still really horny. 
And she says her normal type are big muscular men who looks like Greek statues, except with huge cocks rather than small ones. Have mm-hmm. you got any thoughts on how all the Greek statues, they do tend to have smaller penises? What, 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 I what's actually that know about? about this. I actually know yeah. about this. Are you, do you, do you not know about it? I do seriously no, exp- Explain. So what's funny is um, in, in ancient Greece and whatnot, Having a large, and actually, this continued for a very long time up until I think in the past, maybe even this last century, twentieth century or something like that. But definitely in the classical era, there was this belief that um, huge anatomy was associated with a virility, but also with like stupid oafs. It was oh. it was like stupidity and passion and uh, not unable to control your emotions or reason. And you're just like a big dummy. Like you and I know someone, I'm not going to say her name, but Mm -hmm. if she were a man, they would, she would have a huge penis in the classical era. Right. And, um, but that's why the statues of these heroes, they had, cause a smaller anatomy was seen as being more reasonable smart intelligent brave a leader and so that's why those statues have smaller penises it was meant it was it symbolized to them like you're in control and someone with a small dick really spread that rumor yeah yeah no 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 actually (laughs) it's a good thing yeah like if if society got wiped out and it was only me left and the martians came here and like what happened i'm like i was literally considered the hottest person on this planet (laughs) like what like yes they love short, fat Mexican guys who, um, sl- you know, who just go and eat McDonald's every day and stuff like that. Yeah, nothing hotter than that. So she she describes Dr. Gertlichund. She says he's a small man and he had a funny little mustache. And I was picturing like Agatha Christie's pyro. Were you getting that image? I had the exact same image. Yeah. So she says oh, she had been deprived of a hot dog. No, she had been deprived of a hot man dog inside of her lubricated pussy bun for mm-hmm. so long that she was considering banging him. Mm-hmm. That that really took me out of the book. A hot man dog inside a lubricated pussy bun. Any thoughts on that, Joe? Well, ish. I do have thoughts on it, ish. In that it sounds like, okay, that's why I think MJ might be a man. You reckon? Like, really, a, a, like a 13-year-old boy who's never had sex. Yeah. Because they're writing about women as if women just desperately want a huge cock. All, that's just what all they want. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The only thing they can't... But, but my question, though, and this is where it, does, it, it defies logic, is... Now, I'm not a woman. I don't know if you know this. But mm-hmm. I would feel, I'm sure, that, and I'm sure that not like all women are the same. So I'm sure there are women who do, I actually know women who love big penises. But in the women I know, so this is only personal experience. I mean, I'm sure, and I'm positive there are people who match this, but maybe not as much as MJ thought. Who, but the, the women that I know that love big penises, they kind of don't care as much as who the big penis is attached to. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of gay guys like that too. I know a lot of gay guys who will hook up with a motherfucking troll mm-hmm. if he has a nine inch penis. I don't know. Are you a size queen? Nah. nah. No, I'm not either. I'm not either. But I do know gays who like if they if they just hear the guy has a big penis, they're yeah. in. 
They yeah. the, the, the looks don't even really matter as much. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm assuming if this, what's the doctor's name again? Gertley Chund. No, 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 the other one. Oh, Alexa Ashlingtonford. Okay. If she, I, I can't say that name or a bunch of machines will go off. Yeah. But if she did like big penises the way she said she did, why would she care? I mean, this guy's a doctor. Like, he has so many things going for him. And she doesn't think he's disgusting, right? She just thinks he's like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't she just be like, you know, let's get it on? Well, I don't know. Well, I don't know if he does have a big dick yet. Oh, in my head he does. Okay, sorry. No, yeah. I, well, I don't know if she knows. I don't know. Because I always feel it's God's big joke that a lot of times, like, the grossest guy has Biggest a huge dick. penis. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So she tells us that they're there to find a cure for the coronavirus, and they're determined to never leave the lab until it had been found. Now, I don't yeah. think that's practical. Well, I just like that the entire country's left it to these two people. A woman who can't... <laughs> Who can't even go five minutes without sticking a test tube up her twat. And we don't know anything about this guy yet. Well, she she tells us that it was initially a team of four. So there was Dr. J and Dr. Wobble. And I love how she couldn't think of a name for Dr. J. So she just said, you know, initial will do. And she says that, yeah, they had been working on getting human trials ready. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure that any of the science holds up, but she says the vaccine they were waiting to trial on human patients needed just a little bit more COVID-19 in it in order for the body to properly built, not build up the necessary antibodies. And I don't, I don't think that's how the vaccine works. Yeah. I don't think that's how it works. I think this is fueling like the anti-vaxifier by saying yeah. that there's live vaccine in the human trials. But yeah. so she says, Okay, I want to get your thoughts on this in particular. So she says, slowly the virus had spread across the globe, Asia, Europe, some other places, but most importantly and worryingly, America. Now, as an American, sure. and you know how I feel about Americans. Yeah, you were done that. That's right. So why, why is it most, in, most important and worryingly that the virus spread to America? Putting you on the spot here. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's a, it's a good question, actually. Um... I think there is a thing with Americans, which, by the way, even as someone who's cognizant of it, Mm -hmm. I am also somewhat not guilty of it like I buy into it, but sometimes forget. Mm -hmm. Just because of how the the media diet we all get here. And I know this is going to sound really disgusting, but I'm just trying to be honest here because I promised one thing to you, and that was to be honest. Mm Mm-hmm. On most of my other shows, I'm just lying all over the place. But this one... That's true, yeah. We sometimes forget... Well, okay, the the bad people do not forget. They just realize, we're just fucking America. Fuck you, we'll piss on your your grave, right? Uh Uh-huh. But even the the well-intentioned ones, like myself, I even think we forget that there are other countries. (laughs) And this... (laughs) That's bad. And this coronavirus has really highlighted that you know there has been a little bit of a let them eat cake thing that's happened with me in mm-hmm. that like i remember speaking you're a good example but you and i were t- you were on a show with us called the sydney gaze right mm-hmm. and you were like i'm locked in my house because i'm waiting to get the vaccine 
And I think I had to catch myself before saying like, why have you waited so long to get the vaccine? Right. <laughs> and because in my head, I'm like, they were begging people in this. Be- yeah. Nathan, I'm telling you, they're begging people now even, but like by May or April, they were begging, please, you can just walk <laughs> in. You can just walk into your local like grocery store and get the vaccine. And people are like, no, nah, we're good. Right. Yeah. So I was like, is Nathan an anti-vaxxer? <laughs> like, why has he waited so long to get the vaccine? Because I forget that we're fat fucking pigs <laughs> who just consume everything and then just give our fucking, uh, you know, extras to the poor. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that, and that's how we see the rest of the world. And it's something that really bothers me. And a friend was talking to me the other day. A friend, okay, so a friend, <laughs> I was talking to this Dutch person, okay? And he brought up the fact that Americans don't know about other countries, okay? Mm-hmm. And he goes, you know, Americans don't know about other countries, the, the news in other parts of the world. And I go, yeah. no, we don't. No. Yeah. And he goes, so you're telling me. <laughs> oh, my chair. You don't know that our queen has coronavirus? Oh, I mean, and I was like, who cares? I didn't even know you had a queen. <laughs> yeah. Like, let alone that she had coronavirus. And what I was telling him was, and this is this is true. This is true. Is a lot of the reason that Americans don't know about other countries is A, we're dumb cunts, but B, B is if you were to be in the U.S., and I want you to come to the U.S., I want you to visit me, Nathan. I love you. Okay, yeah, I can do that. You would see, and if you just spend a day looking at the American media diet, right? Yeah. They don't talk about other countries. You would have to work, not hard, but you would have to try to see news about anywhere else in the world. Yeah, I was just watching that um, morning, the morning show, Morning Wars. And for for the first nine episodes of season two, they were like, oh, coronavirus, that's like nothing. There's that Jono in China who's got the virus in quarantine and they're like not even doing live crosses. Mm -hmm. And it's in Rome, they don't care. And then as soon as Jennifer Aniston gets it, then it's a big deal. Then it's real. Yes. (laughs) Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something that the history of AIDS in this country, I don't I'm not even sure it existed in other parts of the world. And I'm not even being funny. But the history of AIDS in this country is it was ignored intentionally. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't, because it was just something that faggots got, you know, fuck them. And mm-hmm. it wasn't until movie star Rock Hudson died of AIDS that the country, at least, was like, what? Yeah. What is this thing? And then all of a sudden, <laughs> that's how it exploded. Have oh, you seen sad. this West Side Story? Not yet. Not the new is one. It, is it out yet in Australia? Uh, no, I don't think so. Oh, God. Is it good? It is the best movie musical I've ever seen. <gasps> Better than um, In the Heights? Oh, my God. <laughs> Please. Better than Dear Evan Hansen, the film adaptation? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm talking, it is literally the best movie musical I have ever seen. Okay. 100% in my life. It's a masterpiece. Okay. I, look I don't know if you're that. a fan of the original source material or not, but. Yeah. Oh. You know, I've, you know, watched it a few times, but it's not been one of the ones I go back to all the time. Well, and I know this is a movie musical podcast, so that's why I feel comfortable talking about it. That's right. Yeah. Is they fix a lot of problems that were in the original story. Mm. 
That's good. Like Officer Krupke, is he still in it? He's still in it, but not as much. And it's like, it's just, it's just a very good film. It's an amazing film. Okay. Yeah. And it's about America. It's about America. (laughs) I thought it was about Puerto Rico. Mm -hmm. Actually, no, because in the song America, they pretty much took out Puerto Rico. Oh, really? Well, yeah, because it was a fan. They were like, oh, America's a piece of shit. I mean, America's great. (laughs) Puerto Rico's a piece of shit. Why would yeah, you ever go there? You know the horrible <laughs> things about Puerto Rico, right? Yeah. They, took it, they changed it. They changed it. Okay, okay. I'll look forward to it. All right, sorry, so go to this book. She she tells us, yeah, that the two doctors died, and then Dr. Gertley Chund kept overlooking Alexa because she had huge boobies, a thick ass, and nice legs. But mm-hmm. then she tells us she did admire him so much, and I'm not sure why, if he's treating her like that, but she tells us his marriage material she just can't get over the mustache. She loved beards, but not mustaches, mm-hmm. because they are only the start of a beard. Like micro penises are just the start of real penises. You need the rest of it for it to be truly meaningful. Now, did that resonate with you at all, Joe? It didn't resonate with me because does she think that this, this is clearly a woman who wrote it? Because does she think that micro penises are like that penises grow like trees? <laughs> micro penises are like a little like a uh, sprout. Out of yeah. the because <laughs> micro penises are just they're just a penis, but just very, very like abnormally small. But yeah. this isn't like one day it's gonna grow into be a real penis. That yeah, that is sort of how she's building it up to be. But then to, the argument against that is again, that's a very not again, that's a very 13-year-old boy. I'm gonna go back to 13-year-old boy. That's a very mm-hmm. 13, or a neckbeard who has the brain of a 13-year-old boy. Because I from what I know, and I'm and I know I'm generalizing women, but and I don't mean I'm not even meaning in a negative way. I think this is my whole theory of things. Now, obviously, there are very big exceptions, and so imagine more of like a Venn diagram, okay? Mm-hmm. But that for a lot of we all as human beings experience sex in different ways, and so there are some like men, a lot of men who are visually stimulated. That's why men like pornography, okay? No emotional connection. I have a couple of porns that I watch. It's like, because then I'm like, oh my god, I got to get out. I have to go get be. Uh, I have to get off in time to record uh, breaking down bad books with Nathan. <laughs> I have a couple of porns I can watch where the deed gets done very quickly. Okay. Yeah, you want to go to. You want you have go tos, right? It's just boom. But then I feel like there are a lot of women, but also my men. Like my boyfriend is like this. Where it's more of an emotional thing for them. They're not necessarily attracted to the visual. They're about the emotional. I know that's sort of a stereotype of women. By the way, I know a lot of women who are on the physical side thing like men. Okay. Mm -hmm. But I feel that more likely than not, you would sort of stereotype and not take it for granted that a woman, if she met a man who the only thing she found not attractive about him, like he was marriage material, he's accomplished and whatnot, he has a mustache. I don't know many women who would be like, that's the deal breaker. Is well, it? it's such an easy fix. You just grow it out or chop it off. Yeah, easy. Easy fix. Yeah. So then she, yeah, so she looks at Gertley Chund and she thinks if only he had a beard and was taller and had a big cock and made her wet like COVID-19 did. But how does she know he doesn't have a big dick? I don't know. Maybe he doesn't have big dick energy. True. Maybe, maybe. Do you think here, do you, but do you, I think you hit on something here. Do you think there's some sort of subtext that she sees coronavirus as like the bad boy? Yes. 
I think it's the power of coronavirus that she's attracted to, mm-hmm. which is odd. And what my favorite part of the book is when she's thinking about Gertli Chun's micropenis or mustache, and he says, like, um, hello, like you've been standing there not responding for three and a half minutes, like snap to it. And so she was just standing there having this thought process, not responding to his question for three and a half minutes. Which is very long. It's very long for her to be thinking about and mustaches. Him just, yeah, and then him standing there and staring at her. Imagine standing and staring at someone, saying nothing, and yeah. then for three and a half minutes. It's very long. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. It's very long. So then they um, get back to work. So she's running samples on the samplometer. Now, very that's an actual device. That's an actual thing. And Mm -hmm. this sentence killed me. She said, each sample came up positive and each matched up with the results they had previously obtained from other samples they had sampled. And I was like, okay, say sample again one more time. Yeah. Yeah. So she grabs the test tube. But wait, wait. Of course, they have pure coronavirus. Yes. <laughs> yes okay, I have a vial of water. The sambomber told me it's wet. Like, really, bitch? Because <laughs> it's a vial of water. Yeah. I don't know why they need the samplometer yeah. for their samples. So she grabs the test tube with the bubbling coronavirus. And then she grabs a test tube containing the trial vaccine. And she keeps yeah. calling the vaccine a cure, mm-hmm. even though vaccines and cures are famously very different. Yeah. And she thinks there's not enough live virus in the vaccine. Mm-hmm. So she goes to add more virus to the vaccine. And that's her solving the problem. Well, yeah, she that's that's how they that, found the cure for polio. Is it? Mm-hmm. They were just, okay, it, so. it like they, they they wet their index finger, dabbed it in the vaccine, tasted yeah. it, and were like needs a little bit more polio. It's <laughs> a dab more. Well, yeah. So she says dab the creamy liquid bubbled and popped like a fresh bowl of Rice Krispies and the sound of the virus made her ovaries clash together like symbols. So she's, she's very attracted to this virus. Do ovary, is that an attractive thing that women want that their ovaries clash together like symbols? Yeah. I would have thought you'd want the ovaries to, to be separate and not damaged. You know, you wouldn't want them clashing. Well, yeah, I don't also know that, the, I don't know, I, I'd have to I'd talk to a woman, but I don't know that women necessarily see, like, their internal, uh, the par- parts of their body, like, clashing together, it's really hot. Yeah, yeah, I would, I would be perturbed by that. So then she says, okay, this was one of my favorites as well. 
And again, it reads 13-year-old boy. She says, her heart flooded like it had done the time she'd fucked the farmer's cross-eyed son and uncrossed his eyes. So do you want to unpack that for a moment? So did she heal his eye-crossedness? I think it's a stupid joke because, you know, always when you see, like, again, like American Pie or some stupid movie like that, that, uh, you know, when the person has sex, when they orgasm, they mm. cross their eyes because they're in such rapture. I don't know. Do you have any sort of weird orgasm thing that you do? No. No. People always think that I'm, be- I don't know why, that I'm going to be like, ah, ha, 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 like Jabba the Hutt. And I'm actually yeah. fairly, like, boring and normal, you know, but, um, but I don't know what you're like. Uh, well, I guess you never really know what your face looks like unless you, you film it or you so look in the mirror. Because you're verse, correct? Yeah. Do you change personas when you're a bottom versus a top? Like, when you're a top, are you more butch? Yeah, maybe. And when you're a bottom, are you more feminine? Not necessarily all the way that you're, like, you know, blousey, but are, are you, uh, do you kind of, like, fem it up a little bit? I don't think I do, but maybe. I might have to run some trials of my own and, yeah. and see. Well, try yeah. this out. Put yourself in the samplometer. Yeah. <laughs> And see what it comes back. Maybe it's that you're 100% that bitch. So she's added the extra vaccine in. She thinks we can get the approvals and it'll be a long process. But then this grubbly chund, he comes back and he says they're skipping all the medical approvals and they're going to start trials on himself right now. Yeah, because just doing it one person is very scientifically accurate. That's very scientific. And she, I love this section. She says, Dr. No. And he says, call me Bob. And she says, Bob, no. And she gasps each time, which this is why I'm thinking now that, yeah, it's a piss take. Mm -hmm. It's gotta be because it's just so poorly written. Mm -hmm. And then grubbly plank, he dips the needle into the vaccine and he draws out a blue liquid Mm -hmm. into the liquid holding part of the syringe. Mm -hmm. So is that what that's called? Yes. Yeah, that's correct. Medical school. It was called the liquid holding part. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm glad I've got such a medical professional. Oh, that's why I thought you asked me to be on. Exactly. So Mm -hmm. he then um, reveals to us that he has been diagnosed with the coronavirus, and that's why he has to be the human trial for the vaccine. Mm -hmm. And so they're they're treating the vaccine like it's a cure, but Mm -hmm. also if he's been diagnosed with the coronavirus, why is he knowingly in the same room with her? And like infecting her. Yeah. She, or she's got lab pants on, but I don't, she doesn't say she's wearing a mask or anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I think you That's should have stayed home, bud. Yeah. So this is yeah. probably an anti-maxer 13-year-old. I, I'm sorry, anti Maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and then when he says that, she she steps back two meters. So she's like, oh, well, now I better back off. Yeah. Um, How, but then she thinks of him. I'm a dumb cunt American. How far is two meters? Oh, Okay. I didn't even realize that was different. Um, Hold on. Computer, how many inches is two meters? Two meters is about 79 inches. Oh, okay. By the way, an Amazon package was delivered today. All right. Thank you. Oh, that's good. Uh, it's about six feet. Six feet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I know in Australia, they were saying stay 1.5 meters apart. So she's she's being extra cautious and going the extra 0.5. So she's two meters away. Mm-hmm. No damage caused. And then she she's thinking that he's so brave and selfless. I was like, he shouldn't be in the workplace if he's positive, but okay. 
And then we get that Jekyll and Hyde moment where he injects himself. And then him injecting himself with the with the live virus changes all of the physics in the room. Wind starts blowing, there's mm-hmm. lights flashing, and her breasts are shaking. Yeah. Well, when you know, the, I just got my booster shot. The same thing happened? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Uh, oddly, I was, my breast started shaking. <laughs> that was the difference. But yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, in fact, they make you like stand against the wall like... Like uh, like it's an earthquake, you've got to be underneath the doorway. Machines, the one that spins. You know, you oh, spin. yeah. yeah. All the patients stand up against the wall, and then they put it in, there's lightning in the wind, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So then her heart hammered harder than the time she was hammered by the carpet fitter when he came to fit carpets in her country manor. Mm-hmm. So there's some backstory for the character. She has a country manor, mm-hmm. and a carpet fitter fits carpets. Like, that's quite groundbreaking but once again this is going with the 13 year old boy like every time some sort of delivery person or service person comes over they're just gonna fuck yeah (laughs) Yeah. even though i will say our pool boy has changed it used to be an old korean man and now it's you have a pool boy yeah and, and now it's a hot like 25 year old guy and i'm always like god if i was some sort of cougar I would be so bringing him like lemonade in my little, yeah. like, you know, thing. Like, oh, hi. And like a sun hat and like a wrap, you know? Yeah. Like, your, uni- your new uniform just came in and it's like a Speedo. Yeah. 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 Oh, that, yeah. That's quite the fantasy. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, so then she says, while all that's happening, Alexa edged back, pushing back until her back pushed back against the wall. So she said back four times in mm-hmm. one sentence. She's back, back, back again. Back, 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 back again. So then the, the wind stops and she's like, Bob, are you okay? Bob, are you okay? And then a voice says, Bob, who is Bob? Yeah. And then she notices the hand and she says, it looks like a normal hand, except that it's green. Yeah. Uh-huh. So it's not a normal hand then. Yeah. No. And then this new green creature is roaring and it makes her clitoris judder with anticipation. Have you ever made a clit judder? Um, yes. One time, uh, <laughs> right after the M- the VMAs, uh, when Kanye, oh, really? yeah, when he interrupted, um, t- uh, what's her name? Taylor Swift. Taylor. <laughs> uh, yeah. I was over at a friend's house and I made her clit judder. <laughs> but I didn't really know what I was doing. I just, all I was doing was, you know, we were laughing and I was carrying a tray of uh, char- <laughs> like the remnants of a charcuterie board and she sure. was, ah, my clit's juttering. Stop. <laughs> so just the once. Hasn't just happened once, again? Just the once. Just the yeah. once. <laughs> mm-hmm. My hand was green. <laughs> all yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. So then the, the creature that Mm -hmm. Bob has become is revealed and he has piercing blue eyes, supple lips, a wide jaw, thick shoulders, flat stomach, and a bulge in his trousers, the size of a medium length Python. And she says, and presumably feet, but she couldn't see them behind the desk. And she says that the tip of the penis winked out above his belt line and he wasn't even erect. Mm -hmm. How how did you picture that? The, the, The penis. So it's like pointing upwards. Yeah, which I think you would only naturally really do that if it was erect. Yes. Cuz if it was if it was flaccid, it would go down his leg. Right. I mean, it's the length of a, a medium-sized python. Yeah. So I don't know how it's 
poking out. Well, I'm not from Australia, but um, I don't know what a medium, I don't know what any size of python is. <laughs> you know, good point. A python, I don't know the length either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and he's all green. She mm-hmm. says he's covered in small green bumps, which sciencey people like yeah. Alexa called spike proteins. Mm-hmm. Sciencey people, also yeah. known as scientists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that's when they realize that this Gertlichund has become the virus mm-hmm. or the virus has become sentient in his body. It's not really clear. Do you, did you get a good idea on that? I read it as that the virus has become sentient and taken over his body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. I do okay. love that she was like, Gutley Chun, no, he has a mustache, but this guy has spike protein, green, and green. she's cool with that. It, it's, the, it's the big dick that did it. And so the virus then says, Bob had the virus, mm-hmm. and because he had the virus, and there were traces of the virus in the vaccine, adding them together created more virus than a man could handle. Mm-hmm. So is presumably this vaccine is going to get rolled out and lots of people are going to get the vaccine who have the virus. Mm -hmm. So is this just going to happen all, all around the world? Yes. I just want to tell you, I don't want to set an alarm out there to your listeners, but this is going to, yes, this is okay. Yeah. Uh, Understood. And so then she says to the virus, don't come any closer. Mm -hmm. And, and COVID says, you know, it's fine. I can sense that you're immune. Yeah. As a resident immunologist, can you sure. can you enlighten me on that? Yeah, that's one of the weirdest things we've learned about the coronavirus is, yes, it has the wherewithal to completely take over a person's body and being mm-hmm. and soul. But if you yes. just ask politely, it won't. It'll be, oh, <laughs> fine. sorry, my bad. Uh, I'll just show myself out. That's one of the things we've learned. And it, it's one of the reasons why the anti-vaxxers and maskers are so upset because they just like, just ask the virus, not just to ask nicely. You. Yeah. yeah. Use your words. People. Yeah. It's really simple. Yeah. yeah. So the virus then says you're immune, but then he says you're asymptomatic. Mm-hmm. You had the virus without even knowing it. So then she's not immune. No. No. Right. Okay. But you so know she, she, I know that, but we don't want, you know, the, yeah, the okay. littles might not know. Yeah. So then um, she's piecing it together mm-hmm. about this girtly chode and everything. Mm-hmm. And so she starts crying and the virus then wumps, wipes her tear away with a strong chunk of a finger. Mm-hmm. And she's like, ah, he's being yeah. so caring. Mm-hmm. So she's got that softer side, which I don't think we saw coming. No, 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 no. Again, this, you're, you're really speaking to what we've all on this side of the uh, argument been saying is that like, yeah. You got to treat the coronavirus with kindness, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm they letting, hug. I'm letting Nathan go ahead because he already was like, we can do this an hour because I have a fancy Christmas party to go to. Yeah. So I know. Oh, we've been, got time. He's trying to get. We're almost it. done. All they've got to do is fuck. Yeah. So they hug and she feels his convulsing member against her waist. Mm-hmm. And that's when he says, call me COVID, which. Yeah. You know, so they're on a first name basis. And she says she feels safe in his arms and his eyes were striking like a goat's, but without the sideways pupils. Is that a known thing, Joe, that goats have sideways pupils and have striking eyes? Yes, it is. Yes. Well, Have you seen many goats in California? Well, no, I haven't, but I've drank a lot of Snapple and that was the most common fact on the underside of a Snapple. 
Do they have Snapple in Australia? No. Okay, so Snapple no. is was this this like bottled iced tea beverage. And when you opened the bottle cap on the other side of the cap was some sort of trivia fact. Okay. A piece of trivia. And, and it's the uh, same piece of trivia like every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So gold striking eyes, uh, you know. Yeah. That what I just said yes, Derek. I don't know what that means. <laughs> like a magic yes. eight ball. Yeah, it was just the word yes. And I was like, it's not really a piece of trivia. I think you guys ran out of ideas. Yeah. So, so then um their faces get together. And they start kissing. And she says, his tongue so soft and hot like a chunk of microwaved fish sloshing around inside her mouth. Is there anything more gross than microwaved fish? I don't think I've ever had anything but microwave fish. Is, is there another way no. of cooking fish? I guess. I guess. I, I, I would have assumed microwave fish is like the... When you're reheating the fish that's been cooked some other yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there another way of making? I that's I nice. only went to Cordon Bleu for like didn't finish right, but yeah. I only got to the part where we microwave the fish. So I don't even know if there are other ways of cooking fish. Are there other ways of cooking fish? I would assume you can barbecue a fish. Oh, you well, can boil a fish. We're an Australian, so we know that you there's nothing you guys love more than throwing seafood on the barbie. You know, <laughs> that's true. That's true. Not only, not only throwing it, but if there was already an existing piece of seafood on the Barbie, to throw yet another one on the Barbie. Yes. All you, it's not just the one, it's that you have to add more another seafood. One. Yeah. Yeah. Throw another piece of seafood on the Barbie. Do you guys actually call it a Barbie? Yeah, the Barbie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's not, so there's, so there, no one ever talks about the initial. Shrimp, the first one, no, yeah. yeah, that was on the bar. No one talks about that guy. They're talking about throw another one, yeah. throw another prawn on the Barbie. We're a nation of excess. It's always about that yeah. next prawn. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. That's one thing we've all learned. That's what we've learned. So they're ripping apart each other's clothes. He even chews a bit of her bra strap so that it falls off, revealing her big breasts, which bounced around like water balloons glistening in the summer sun. And yeah. his cock also swelled up like a balloon being filled with helium. So a lot of balloon metaphors happening there. Mm-hmm. Then she starts giving him a hand job, then a blow job. She's really not bothered by the green of it all. Those no. spike proteins, no. not thinking about no, it. Only, only mustaches, Nathan. That's, the, that's her one <laughs> the thing. The one turn off, yeah. The one turn off is a mustache. And that's, um, by the way, the only is because it's not a beard. It's like a micro penis. It's just waiting to be something else. Still growing. Yeah. 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 So then he spins her around and spreads her ass cheeks wide so he could thrust his warbling member deep into her pocket of ecstasy. Any thoughts on that, Joe, on the pocket of ecstasy as a way to describe it? I think this confirms it's a 13-year-old boy. 13-year-old boy. Because there's no woman who actually enjoys anal sex. They might do it to so please their boyfriend. I couldn't actually figure out if it was anal sex or not because I've never slept with a woman, but I assume yeah. I, I, I don't know how this is my ignorance, but I don't know how close the holes are together. So but but spreading the cheeks wide indicates that it's anal, right? I I sympathize with you because I barely found out within the past maybe ten years, okay, and I'm twelve years old. Yeah. That 
this is, and you may not know this, especially if you don't know how close they are. I, and I'm not being funny. Okay. I literally just found out within the past 10 years that there are two different holes for urine and for babies and fucking. I'd heard that, but I always thought like people were punking me, like that that's like yeah. a big sustained prank. Yes. But that's uh, true. No, apparently it's true. Yeah. And so, um, so I don't know the answer to your question. Right. Right. Again, when I, you know, not only does Cordon Blue, we all know I'm a respected medical doctor. I'm so gay that when they talked about female anatomy, I was like, ew, gross. And I left. <laughs> Got a whole pass. I would pass. walk out of the classroom. Yeah, I go, I'm out. Yeah. Later. <laughs> Later, losers, you know? <laughs> I would just, like, throw the papers in the air and then march out. <laughs> yeah. I'm out. <laughs> so then <laughs> sign up for this. <laughs> she, she comes. She says yeah. her body spasmed and she writhed around like a bumble ball with no off switch. Do you know what a bumble ball is? Yes, I do. What what is it? Well, bumble is uh, a British treat. It's uh, they take <laughs> treacle. Uh huh. Bear. Well, have you ever heard of an eaten mess? Yes. Okay, it's an eaten mess. Uh huh. But they add uh, treacle. Uh huh. Be- uh, beans on toast. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. Blood sausage. Ooh. And uh, that's it. That's all he does. I thought there was another one, but <laughs> I think that's it. And then they mix it all together and they put it in a cone. Oh, and uh, you you think you would think it's a bumble bowl? It'd be yeah. But you know the British are right. Yes. And then they act, then the British act like you're the one who's stupid. They spell the fucking thing. You Shopshire Shimshin, and then they're like, "Oh, I, it's you know Shopshire Shimshin." No, you idiot! It's just Shopshire. Oh, I and hate that. Like, and like. Some Irish names, it's like, yeah. oh, what's Sinead? And they're like, oh, it's Sinead. And it's like, no, no, it's yeah. Not. And they're like, idiot. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? how the fuck am I known not you? to say the consonants? Yeah. 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 Uh, it's like, British um, if you were like, Joe, I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> My name's yeah. What's wrong with you, idiot? Yeah, I know. Uh, so then COVID fills yeah, her. Again? Oh, Nottingham, right? Oh. I was on an episode of uh, this Drag Race UK, yeah, and I said Nottingham, and they lost their goddamn minds. What's it pronounced as? Nottingham. Oh, uh, yeah, no. And I was like, okay, calm down. Yeah. yeah. Okay, sorry, go ahead. No, no, that, these are very good points, and Britain has a lot to be accountable for. So yeah. COVID fills her with his love lotion, which oozes out and spreads across the floor, and she thinks that's going to take some time to clean up. And then yeah. they they hug, and she says she she's like the filling in a burrito, and she mm-hmm. thinks this might be love, and she feels his warming warmth, and mm-hmm. then for the rest of the evening they just are in this embracing embrace, and she says mm-hmm. they fall asleep without a worry in the world, without a worry in this pandemic ravaged world, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> and she By fucked way- up the vaccine. Yeah, and also this Mr. What's his name? Jumley Chut or whatever. Yeah, jump, jump he has a family. His mom's at home waiting like yeah. for a phone call from him for her birthday. Uh, his wife <laughs> is cooking dinner, uh, waiting for him to come back. The kids are like, when's daddy coming back, mommy? And they're like, he should be home soon proper. You know, he's just going to the lab to try out this new vaccine. And then they're like, all right. <laughs> 
<laughs> Meanwhile, he's laying in bed with uh, you know who I can't name. I can't say or else machines will go off. Yeah. Uh, and just rogering her. Meanwhile, he is the coronavirus. Yeah. Well, and then the story ends with her closing her eyes, listening to COVID's heartbeat. And I was like, how does he have a heartbeat? Look, how doesn't he? How doesn't he? And then, so that's that's the end of the book. But I do want to touch on the about the author section. Did you read that? No. So it, how did it's miss it? somehow crazier than the actual book. So it says any similarities to real life situations are purely coincidental. And I'm thinking what situations are similar in real life? Well, no, you're, you're being funny, but I, I did fuck strep one time. You did? (laughs) Yeah. And you were immune to strep? No, my throat was. At first I thought it was because, you know, when you blow somebody and they go too hard and your throat can hurt the next day. So I thought. That's what, no, 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 no. He, he gave me strep. <laughs> That's unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. So then they say that this, um, I forget the name of the author, is lives in Surrey with her husband and 19 ferrets. Those are the two facts we get about the author. 19 mm-hmm. ferrets. Any thoughts on that, Joe? I don't even know what one ferret is. Is that the one that's the, like the long furry animal? Like a little squirrel type thing. Oh no! But I mean, I mean, you know that that fucking house is so dirty. <laughs> well, if it exists, but yeah, like what? Why need a nineteenth? Like, why not stop at eighteen or or sooner? Because she, well, she's fucking the ferrets. She's fucking the ferrets. So that's that's the book, kissing the coronavirus. While I've got you, any final thoughts? Well, I'm looking at Surrey right now. Oh, it's a cute little town. Yeah. Um. But like you know, like most British towns, though, it's like yeah, it's cute, but all the houses are just lined up in a row and look the same. And it seems there are lots of parts of Britain that seem really depressing to live. Really in. drab, yeah, but drab and depressing. Sorry to all the British listeners out there. Do you have British listeners? There's a couple. Yeah. Where are your most of your listeners from? Are there any afterthoughts? America, actually. Oh, really? So yeah, Joe. Any any final thoughts? No. How dare you make me read this thing? <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, I only invited you because you kept pressuring me every time I listened to a live afterthought show. You'd say, oh, there's NatPat in the comments. NatPat, why have you never invited me on your show? And I was like, oh, fuck it. I'm going to do it. Yeah. And, like, and then like I predicted, the day I was supposed to do it, I was like, oh, God, I got to this podcast. And then I was out and about. People don't, we didn't talk about this, but I missed your initial taping event. And I was like, ugh, I was out and about. And I was like, fuck, I was supposed to be recording this, which is my fault because I don't know why I didn't put it in my schedule. I need a schedule for so the things like that don't happen. I didn't put it in. That was bad. See, now you know what happened. Oh, well, I'm glad I had you on with all your expertise. Um, I would encourage everyone listening to go and listen to all of your shows. So you have so many shows. You have Afterthought Media and there's Drag Race Recap, there's Hello Uglies, there's Hallmark Homos, there's yeah. the Sydney Gays. Mm-hmm. Joe, where can everyone find all of the content that you produce? Um, what's your Patreon? Breaking Down Bad Books. Go to patreon.com slash breaking down bad books and you can find all my content. Actually, you, lie, you won't find any of my content there. But, no. you know, I don't need this. I'm doing it because I love you. I want yeah. you more than anything to join the Afterthought Media family. You're the one that yeah. refuses and plays coy. But it's uh, it's the time zones, Joe. We we know it's a struggle. Whatever. Meh. 
Whatever, whatever. Well, thank you so much for coming. Do you want people to find you on socials no, or anything? No, no. <laughs> Not interested. I don't want people who follow me to find me. Did you notice <laughs> how hard true. it was to message me? That's by design. Yeah, it was a struggle. Yeah. I, I, want, I want fewer people to talk to me. So, All right. Well, don't follow or listen to any of Joe's shows. But, Joe, thank you so much for coming on. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I'll see everyone. We'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. So have you ever thought about what would happen if your airline window popped out? Or if you can build a jetpack using only machine guns? Well, we found out you could, but you really shouldn't. Hi, I'm Jill Chacha. And I'm Marissa Riley. Together, we have one comedy science show called, well, that's interesting. It's for folks who like to learn about weird stuff, like how hair can grow between your teeth and... What happens if the moon disappears? If you need a break from the world or need interesting stuff to bring up at a party when those happen again, come on by. Find Well That's Interesting wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Send your burning thoughts, frustrations, and grievances on this latest chapter of this shitty book to breakingdownpod at gmail.com or on Twitter at podbreakingdown and Instagram at breakingdownbadbooks. You can visit www.breakingdownbadbooks.com for all the listen links, contact information, merch, and more. To support the show on Patreon and gain access to exclusive ad-free bonus episodes, visit patreon.com slash breakingdownbadbooks. Ratings and reviews on your preferred podcast platform are also a fun, free way to support the show. Breaking Down Bad Books is hosted by me, Nathan Brown, who you can follow on Instagram and Twitter at NathanBrown90. Thanks for listening and happy reading. 